I ran for a run the last two days, yesterday and the day before. Nothing major now, just 5k, and not in massively fucking fast time, 27 or 8 minutes, which is pretty fucking shit by my standards. But anyway, I'm getting back on the horse, and trying to train every day, and trying to just, I don't know, fucking light a bit of a fucking fire under me hole, because again, like I outlined in the last uh, episode, of the, the first episode of season 5, Covid's fucking just starting to fucking really get at me a little bit. Um, not that it hasn't already, but I don't know, maybe it's just fucking... There's a compounding nature to everything, basically. I've spoken about this before. You know, the, the best way to get to a six-pack is, you know, step by step, gradually. The best way of blowing up the fucking 200 kilos of pure fat mess is, you know, one step at a time every fucking day, bit by bit, incrementally. And COVID has done this to us as well. You know, it knocked us and we were put into lockdown, and that was all a bit sad and depressing. And You know, we just kind of rolled with the punches and got on with it. But every day that it continued, it's just a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit. It's like somebody giving you a grain of sand to carry. And the first one's fine. You, you literally wouldn't even notice it. But by the time they've given you their thousandth one, it's like you're, you're dragging around this fucking kilo of weight around. It's a bit of a pain in the hole. But you know, they give you a thousand more over the course of the next six months and all of a sudden you're fucking weighed down. And it's the old adage of the fucking straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, how long are these lockdowns going to fucking last? Now, we did get some glimmer of hope from our fearless leaders there yesterday. What is it? Within a couple of weeks, we'll be able to travel within 20 kilometres of our homes and we'll be able to have people over, provided it's outside or some such nonsense. I don't fucking know. Look, that'll go a long fucking way. But it's a far cry from having anything that can be considered to be a normal, healthy lifestyle. But anyway... As I said in the first episode, there's going to be a lot more of this. There's going to be a lot more of me just basically getting fucking whatever it is that's rattling between my ears, out from between my ears. And there's method to the madness. I'm very keen to do polished pieces. So it might only be 30 seconds or it could be a minute or it could be 10 minutes. I don't know. I haven't really figured it out yet. It'll most likely be a bit of everything. And look, realistically, I'll probably start small and build my way up. But I do like the idea of scripting something and practicing it and performing it and having that as an actual piece of work. Like pretty much everything that I've uploaded to date has been practice, with the exception of the conversations. You can't or at least you shouldn't, I don't think, try and perfect or polish those things. They are whatever they are. There's an organicness to them. Okay, they're, they're, they're natural, or at least I try and keep them as natural as I can. And I've said before, I, I don't like interviewing people. Don't get me wrong, I, I, I'd love to interview a couple of people, but I'm far more inclined to have conversations with people. Interviewing people is me asking you questions and you doing your best to answer them. And, and you know, that has its place, but it's not, it's not, certainly not off the lead, okay? And I suppose I want to flesh out off the lead a little bit because I've got a fucking shit ton of new listeners over the past while and it's been a long time since I've ever even mentioned my whole thought process in relation to the domestication of our species. So the reason that I do what I do, the reason that I came up with it in the first place and the reason that I call it off the lead is because I've become increasingly convinced of this phenomenon that I call the domestication of our species. I genuinely think that we as a species have essentially domesticated ourselves to the point whereby we've been bred to consume. That seems to be our sole purpose. Okay, an animal's sole purpose is to reproduce and to 
to have like a lineage or to, 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 keep, to keep its family or its lineage, to keep itself going, to, to, to replicate, okay, to, to cheat death in some important way by having offspring. That's essentially the goal for life on this planet. But we're not just animals. We've, we've separated ourselves from the animals to a degree. Now, I'm not saying that that's an entirely good thing. I'm not saying it's an entirely bad thing. Like most things, it's a fucking mix. But anyway, our goal isn't just to replicate anymore. We've, we've transcended our base nature. I think it's fair to say that. We've become more than just animals. Now, we are just animals. But we're just animals and a little bit extra. That little bit extra, I think, is arguably consciousness. Now, what part of the animal kingdom shares that consciousness, consciousness with us? Fuck knows. It depends on how you define consciousness. Scientifically, we don't even know what consciousness is. Never mind know anything more about it than that. Okay, we haven't a fucking clue. Anybody that tells you that a friend of theirs is a neuroscientist or a neurologist or a fucking whatever the fuck, doesn't matter. They're lying. If anybody is telling you that they know anything scientifically about consciousness... They're lying bastards, don't listen to them. But anyway, enough about lying bastards. And more about human beings domesticating ourselves. Do I think that there's a worldwide plot to domesticate us? No, not really. Do I think there practically is or there essentially is? Yeah, kind of. There's nobody that you can name because we're all, we're all part of it. And I think that's something that's missing from everyone, including myself. What we're missing is this idea that we're all, we're all culpable. We are the problem. Anybody that, anybody that abstracts their problem onto someone else or something else. It's the billionaires. It's the foreigners. It's the fucking whoever you're blaming these days. It's the government. It's the scroungers on the social welfare. Everybody's constantly blaming people. And I think personally what oftentimes they're blaming is the human condition of which they're obviously guilty of being themselves. Okay, so just to give an example of this, corporations and businesses generally are often shown to employ their friends and their pals and the lads they went to school with and oh it's an old boys club if you don't know these people you're never going to get into these positions and that's wrong that's objectively wrong you should be able to rise up from anywhere and get any position provided you're qualified you know having to know someone or you know rubbing shoulders with people that shouldn't play a part in it but when i started my business i hired my cousin and my best friend who's also my cousin and if I was to blow this business up to employ 10,000 people, you bet your bottom bollocks the majority of the people that I surround myself with at the highest level are going to, pe- are going to be people that I know and trust. And that's just fucking... That's just good business. That's just fucking... That's just the way things have to be. Now, there's obviously a line here. When you become... When you become so big that you have, uh, I don't know, when you become so big that you transcend it just being a business. Like when, if, if, you're a, if you're a corporation and your turnover is bigger than that of most countries, you can't be just employing your pals. Like you, you should be held to a higher account, to a higher standard, to a different standard. But 
I don't want to get into the fucking details of this. What I want to get into is the fact that usually what we're complaining about in other people is shit we do ourselves. And and I'm no I'm not fucking uh, above any of this shit. Like I give a fuck about people, you know, not recycling or not that fucking people. I was about to say not that people should recycle. I think recycling is a scam, basically. Recycling is a euphemism. Recycling is a euphemism for carefree dumping. So is biodegradable. Biodegradable is just something that people can slap on a packaging and make you go, oh, happy days, I can just fuck this in the bin and not really think twice about it because it's biodegradable. But anyway, enough about biodegradable stuff and recycling. And more about the domestication of our species and how we've been and how we've been bred to consume. We're being milked, that's how I see it. We're being milked for our finances. And the people who are doing the milking are us, essentially. But I suppose the people who are doing the real damage are the fucking corporations because they take what is quote-unquote normal about human beings and they take what is the human condition and they blow it up on an industrial scale and when you're doing something on an industrial scale you have to be held to a higher account than your average person you just fucking have to but they're not less so if anything because a corporation can uh, pollute a rainforest or destroy an ecosystem and you know what about but you put a name on that corporation and you start saying that Bill Gates did this or Jeff Bezos did this or Elon Musk did this or insert any fucking head of any corporation in there. And all of a sudden it's like, hang on a second, he did fucking what? And there's something to that. There's something to the blamelessness of faceless businesses but you see they're not faceless businesses they're not faceless corporations because they employ celebrities to promote their shit and that's like when we think of nike generally speaking we we think of like tiger woods or whoever the fuck else has a a nike sponsorship we don't think of child labor laws in bangladesh now again i don't know where fucking nike make their runners but the idea being that companies have companies and corporations have branding companies and they have marketing companies that peddle a narrative. They put forward this glossy version of themselves. And lay people, people like you and me, for the most part, suck this shit up and just love it. We absolutely love it. And we hoover up their product for no other reason than some prick that we recognise because they've been on the telly for ages is fucking sucking out of one. And it normalises it. And it's like, ah, it couldn't be all bad if fucking Tiger Woods is involved in it. And there's a, an increasing phenomenon on social media in, particularly, in particular where regular people, people like me say, People like me who have some form of a following. Now, I'm fucking, I'm on the ground when it comes to this thing. Like, but people with tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers, there's hundreds of thousands of these people around these days, if not millions of them. Like, There must be thousands of people in Ireland, hundreds at the least, hundreds of people in Ireland with thousands or tens of thousands of people following them on, on social media. They're generally referred to as influencers. And they, they, for the most part, they peddle products. And this is 
particularly bad with women, I think, because women, for the most part, spend the money at home. They buy the clothes, they buy the shopping, they dictate what kind of car is going to be bought and all those kind of things. Historically, men have, more in more recent history, I suppose, men have provided and women have spent. Now, I don't want this to sound really fucking overtly sexist. It's not intended to, if that's how it comes across. I said only very recently that I think a marriage should be a unit. There shouldn't be a man and a woman in a relationship. There should be the relationship. Okay, so you should be viewed as a team as opposed to two opposing individuals. And it's up to each individual team to work out who does what and how it works. And for the most part, you're better off going with social norms. For the most part, okay? Some social norms are abhorrent. There used to be social norms in Ireland in particular of... The man comes home and expects the dinner to be on the table when he comes home nice and hot and he expects the ride and he expects all the rest of it and that's the fucking end of it. And if she doesn't like it, she can fuck off because she's stuck with me for the rest of my life. And it doesn't matter how I treat her, she can't divorce me, she can't get out, she has to do all these different things at home. That's her place, that's her job and she should fucking know it and stay in her box. That was a social norm for the longest time, okay? It's not anymore, thank fuck and rightfully so, okay? Women have fought hard to get equal status and for the most part have achieved that and whoop de fucking do as far as I'm concerned. I think everybody benefits there, I think society benefits. But anyway, enough about fucking the historical mistreatment of women in Ireland. I'm nearly on 15 minutes and I'm going to bow out. No, I'm not. I haven't finished talking about what I wanted to talk about and that's the domestication of our species to the point whereby we've been bred to consume. It's something that I see everywhere and I see it in myself. This isn't something I see in other people. I see myself doing this as well and a big part of it is conforming to these social norms, conforming to what has become normalised. There's a, a guy, a documentary maker I'm a, a big fan of called Adam Curtis and his whole shtick or one of his shticks is pushing back against what he has coined as hypernormalization. And what hypernormalization is, as I understand it at least, is this idea that just because these things have been around for ages, they become normalized. And it's a point that I've kind of roundly made in relation to watching soap operas. I'm thinking Coronation Street, EastEnders, Fair City, any of these fucking things. I personally think they're poison, I really do. Because what I think is, and I've been saying this for years, I think they normalise abnormal behaviour. I think that if you are in the habit of seeing people having affairs and murdering people and all the madness that is associated with these fucking soap operas, when you're exposed to that all the time, it becomes normal. And that normalisation makes you more likely to A, engage in it, and B, be forgiving of people who, who engage in it because it's been normalised. It's not a scandal anymore when some woman does the dirt in her husband or some husband does the dirt in their, their wife. That, it, like in your own life, how many times has that happened? And I wonder if it has happened at all, has it happened because it's been normalised? I mean, jump the clock back 20 years ago when these shows weren't maybe as popular as they are now or weren't as, as dramatised as they are now. Was there a lot less of that happening in people's lives because there was a lot less of it in the kind of public domain? A lot less. You were exposed to it a lot less. And I suppose there's an element of exposure. So what I'm doing here is I'm exposing all sorts of different fucking things. My own, the own, my own ramblings in this present moment, but also I speak about everything. And 
the types of things that I typically speak about, whether it's sphincters or orbits or the collective unconscious or your soul or your ego or death or psychedelics or any of these fucking things, the more people are exposed to these things, the more normalized they come. And that's the other side of it. A lot of these things, have there's two sides to a lot of things. So the hypernormalization is bad if what's being normalized is the destruction of our planet. Okay, that's bad. But you can hypernormalize the idea of getting out of your own way and not caring what other people think. And in that sense, hypernormalization can be a good thing. Now, generally speaking, hypernormalization is usually only referred to as things that are bad. But anyway, the whole podcast, everything that I've done today has been an effort to just push back against this domestication process, to educate myself, to expose myself to new ideas, to play. A lot of this has been playful. This has been playful. I started recording Immortal Techniques Point of No Return tune yesterday, and one thing that I noticed about that was I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. It was fun. Sorry, it was fun. This recording that I'm doing now, this is enjoyable. When I sit down and I speak to somebody, that's enjoyable. I'm, uh, I'm processing the thoughts that are in my head, I'm vocalizing them, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a bit of distance between me and my thoughts so I can kind of move past them and develop. And it's interesting. When I do a little bit of research on something before I do a podcast on it, that's interesting. I find it interesting. But recording the rap yesterday, that was more, that was interesting, but it was fun. I fucking enjoyed it. And I don't have a lot of that in my life. I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of enjoyment in my life, which is kind of a sad thing to fucking blurt out. Or at least it's not that I don't have a lot. I don't have nearly enough. Because there, there are things that I do that I quote unquote enjoy. Like I go running and I do fucking all sorts of different things. But there's not a lot of fun in them. Like I, I'm, I'm glad I've done them. There's a benefit in having done them. There's a benefit in doing them. But there's not a lot of fun in my life. And the podcast has been... uh, There's been elements of fun in it, without a doubt. And I don't... I'm I'm not... I don't mean to take away from it. I, I have enjoyed it. But there's a difference between enjoying something and something being fun. And that's just what I'm wrestling with at the minute. Is how to incorporate more fun... And doing the podcast is, uh, and then doing the whole off the lead thing, it's given me an opportunity to explore these different ideas. I mean, I've, I've no doubt that I would have come to this conclusion at some stage in my life without having done the podcast. I've no doubt that I would have gotten to a certain stage in my life when I would have said, do you know what, I do all these things and I enjoy them, but they're not fun. Where's the fun? I think I would have gotten to that, but it might have taken me fucking 20 years. And I'd sooner try and have fun when I'm in my fucking mid-30s than try and have fun when I'm in my late fucking 50s or 60s. So on one hand I'm saying, I do this podcast to push back against the domestication of our species and Jesus, I'm a fucking great fella. But on on the other hand, and I've said this before, there's very much so a... A selfish, it's, it's very much so a selfish endeavour. I do this for me first and fucking foremost. And if anybody else gets any kind of added benefit from that, well then whoop fucking do that's brilliant. It's class, let me fucking know about it, I'm all ears. But first and foremost, I do it for myself. And on that note, I'll chat to you soon. <laughs>